Instructions came over the intercom in a foreign language, and as our train pulled out of the station, we realized, with a sinking feeling, that we were no longer headed to Prague. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with wanderlust. Hey guys, this is Hillary Halton and you are listening to the Travel FOMO podcast and I am here as always with my ride or die, my husband, Jamin. That's me. I'm so glad that you're here, Jamin. Thanks for joining the show today. (laughs) (laughs) Excited to be here. <laughs> oh, the dutiful response. I'm so excited to be here. But actually, we are pretty excited because we just watched some of the video footage from us being in Prague. Yeah. And it was so great. Really cool. So fun. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait to edit the video, actually. And But you guys were, were like recording this episode before we actually edit the video, but it'll all be out there now. So mm-hmm. if you're listening, if you can hear, if you're within the sound of our voice, you can go on YouTube and check out that video. Um, but first off, let's um, talk a little bit about where we're going today. We are going to the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. Czech uh, which we are so excited to um, talk to you guys about. This was the first time for both you and I. Yeah, yeah, which, which is pretty rare for us because you had been you'd been on your big trip uh, to Europe with your sister, and so a lot of the places we had gone, you had already been. But this was yeah. one that was yeah. new for both of us. In fact, like a lot of the places from this point on, I feel like um, it was kind of fifty fifty. Like half the time, I didn't even know I'd never even been there. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool. That's true. Yeah. yeah, it's really fun to discover things together. You know, mm-hmm. it's you know it's exciting whenever you love a place and you get to show someone you love something else that you love. But, um, but it's really fun to discover it together. So yeah, we were really excited about the Czech Republic too, just because it was so foreign, and I think it was it was a big circle on our trip that we both were excited about. Yeah, for sure. So. I, I keep looking up the name of this country because it has changed a lot over time. And so I feel like maybe when I grew up, it was called Czechoslovakia. Um, at least it was often referred to that way, but it's actually very much not Czechoslovakia anymore. Um, and it is the Czech Republic, also known as Czechia. So you guys forgive us, though, if we actually call it Czech, because I feel like I have use that a lot (laughs) but it is Czechia um so um the thing that made it extra fun for me was that uh, my family traces back to Czechia yeah so I didn't really know that until more recent years um but it kind of just made it a little extra fun um to find out I was like bohemian and um (laughs) and all things uh Czechia um so yeah okay we arrived by train which you guys hear us say that all the time. We arrived by train because we had URL passes. We're coming from Munich. This was in May of 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, things got off to, got got started with a bang for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was an adventure. <laughs> it was an adventure from the very beginning. We thought we had a nonstop train to Prague. And we actually did have a nonstop train to Prague, which we were like, oh, this is going to be so relaxing. We were really looking forward to that. Yeah. It was going to be like five and a half, six hours of just sitting on a train. We don't have to navigate a bunch of different train stations or hop off and on. Um, and so that's really refreshing. Um, and the reality was 
like we were on a nonstop train. We or we could have been on a nonstop train. <laughs> um, but at one point or another, some of the cars detached and our train that was on its way to Prague went one way and uh, we went the other <laughs> the worst. Oh, it was such a bad feeling. It was such a bad feeling. And the information that was shared, um, they, it was mostly in Czech, but mm. then they did say it in English one t- time and we were trying to catch it and understand what they were saying. Cause it was, you know, obviously they're doing their best to speak English, but it's, um, it's broken and it's a little harder to grasp. Right. And so we were trying to listen and they were like, okay, well, if it's important, they're going to say it again. Yeah. That was a mistake. <laughs> it was. It was it's so difficult because so many of those announcements, there's like typical announcements that happen over and over and over again. Oh yeah. So you kind of start like, to put tune on stuff your face out. Mask. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when the one thing, the one time that you needed the information comes through, you don't quite catch it. It's not good. Oh, it was so frustrating. Um and we just didn't realize what was happening until it was too late. And then we're like, wait a second. We're supposed to be on that car and we are now going backwards and making and digressing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I remember sitting there and looking at the train station and seeing the reflection of the train Mm. and seeing us like pull away from the station and part of the train stay there. And I remember just having this feeling of like, I wonder if we were supposed to be on that other half. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. That was like, that was so crazy. But then fortunately, we did have your rail passes. Yeah. Which is just like such a game changer in moments like that because it really only cost us in time. Correct. Um, Yeah. Because, and it cost about an hour of time, um, but it didn't cost us any money because we could, we could ride unlimited. Um, mm-hmm, you know, from, yeah. from train to train. So um, we spent about 30 minutes trying to get to the next stop. And our instinct was like, we're just going to hop off and then we'll be at a different train station and then we'll backtrack and we'll like, you know, we'll yeah. try to redo what we messed up. But then we realized like, I was like searching on the URL app and I was like, this doesn't, it's not going to make any sense for us to go back to that train station and wait several hours for the next train to come through to Prague. Yeah. Let's just start from where we are here. So mm-hmm. basically creating a new plan based on where we are right in this moment. And um and we had much better luck with that. Um so I kind of forged us a new route from our our new options. <laughs> and um and it really just meant that we were better off to stay on the train we were on for a little bit, which sounds crazy, but it was definitely the fastest route and um and then we eventually made our way to Prague. Um yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was wild. It's one of those situations where it's like a lot of panic, and then, like you said, you found the the right route for us, and then you like try to settle in, but you're just like, now you're just keyed up, and so every announcement that comes over, you're like, what are they saying? What's going? Like, what's happening? Yeah, and. Just the whole rest of the way. Yeah. I was like so focused too on like, I really wanted you to have a good time in Europe because you hadn't really been to a lot of Europe and Prague was definitely the most um, foreign place Mm -hmm. that we were going to. Um, I say Prague, the Czech Republic. Right. And um, it was definitely the most foreign and 
and you were, you know, starting to like not feel so great because we were starting to get into the country. Like it was springtime and it was like heavy, heavy allergies. Yeah. And I wanted so badly for you to have fun that I was like, every time something happened, like I could just see you just kind of like freeze up and you're just like, no. And your brain, I could just see your brain stop working. And I was like, I have to like find solutions. And like my goal always was like, I need to like solve this problem as fast as I possibly can and calm his nerves and like make this fun for him because I want to come back. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, but yeah, it always felt like really, it's like can be frustrating, but then it feels so rewarding when you come up with the solutions when you're traveling and you're just like, okay, like it's not that hard. We're just like gonna find a new path. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's funny because we respond so differently to those like type of situations. I feel like when something unexpected, I feel like when something unexpected happens, you like go into hyper mode. Yes. And it's like, I'm like, I'm an activator and I go into like activate a solution immediately. Yeah. You're, you're all over your phone and you're like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And where as I'm more like, I'm more (laughs) introspective. And so it's like, shut everything down, find a solution and then start everything back up. And so we basically respond completely differently Yeah. where I'm like, okay, like we need to, we need to stop everything so that we can figure out a new plan. And, and I like, kick things in high gear. We need to go gear. everywhere and find a new plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely like, um, you're like, I just want to pause and think and like, you don't talk or anything. And it yeah. becomes very, like you said, introspective, mm-hmm. like where you're like, I just need to think, I need to think. And I'm like, I am doing the same thing, but I'm doing it out loud. So like, you're probably feeling it more. But we're both doing the same thing because we're both stopping to go like, okay, well, how do we get ourselves out of this? Right. It just looks different. Yeah. Um, and I'm usually the one to come up with solutions, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm always very proud of. But, you know, the real lesson that we learned on that was that, like, ask questions immediately. Ask questions immediately. Don't wait and assume that they're going to repeat the instructions, instructions in your language a second time. Um, and also don't sleep on the train because you might miss something important. And I'm so glad we weren't sleeping. Yeah, I'm definitely glad that we weren't asleep when we rolled through and just like woke up somewhere where yeah. we were supposed to be. But I was always really grateful for you because you're always really listening really well. This was a, a rare instance in which we couldn't just we, we really just couldn't understand what they were saying. Yeah. Um, but you heard it and you were listening. Um and I was usually the one to be on my computer or falling asleep. And so then you'd be like, hey, we need to do X, Y, Z. And um, you were taking care of me, which was really sweet. <laughs> it, uh, it was a crazy experience because I feel like with every country, the trains would be a little bit different. Yeah. And so you're like looking in different spots for information. looking, And I think we realized afterward that there was like a piece of paper that had been printed out. And stuck in every car, which would probably explain to you which car you needed to be on yes. for when the split happened. Um, Where everywhere else, the trains had like digital screens or something. Right. There'd be screens or it would be a sign on the outside of the car. And this was inside the car. And so like, yeah, I feel like every country was just a little bit different on where you needed to look yeah, for information. Exactly. Like there's a couple <laughs> instances where you just... Don't catch it before you realize, oh, this is how y'all do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
But uh, after all of our uh, our train adventure, we did make it to Prague, uh, which we we're really excited to be there. It was such a cool city to to walk through. Walking through a city to your Airbnb, I feel like can be such an exciting experience in Europe just from everything you get to see. Um, I was starting to feel pretty bad. My allergies were really getting to me. In Prague in particular, I feel like there was just pollen everywhere. Like you'd stop for a second and you'd just see pollen build up on your phone or your clothes or whatever. That and it was, was crazy. Yeah, it was kicking my booty. <laughs> <laughs> but made it to our Airbnb. Our Airbnb was massive, which um, Prague is a lot of like great value for your dollar. Yeah. We found this Airbnb and we picked it because of location um, and it was massive. But I will say that if you look at an Airbnb and it sleeps a ton of people, I don't know that I enjoy those Airbnbs as much because I feel like it tends to be kind of cheap furniture and a place just focused on like we can sleep 27 people in here. Yeah, crimming in the heads, yeah. Yeah, and this place had a massive living room slash kitchen, which was great, but it had like five futons in there. <laughs> it did, and none of them were comfortable yeah, they to were even all, sit on. No, they were all horrible. A lot of them had like some stains on it. You could tell that like, oh, this is like a party place. Yeah, you really could actually. And it was so, tons of square footage, though. It felt like you could like dance around in there. Oh, yeah. It was massive. Like yeah. it, it gen, genuinely like the living room was like the size of like a gym studio where they would have like aerobics classes or whatever. Yeah. And, and it was on the top floor. So it had the like cool views. It did have great views. It had a, a little balcony area, mm -hmm. like really nice, massive bathroom. It had two bedrooms aside from like the large living room. Um, just no comfortable furniture at all in that whole place. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was a perfect location for us, a great, great way to be there. And I think it was only like 200 bucks for three nights. Yeah, pretty good deal. So, yeah, it was uh, it was great. Uh, we checked in headed out on the town to get some street food which i was really excited about uh and it was really good there too it really was yeah i think you had some spetzel and i had kielbasa or something like that but it was great food there's an astronomical clock mm -hmm. uh, that was built in 1410 i think it's the oldest uh, still operating astronomical clock in europe we got to see it um we went and got groceries at like a Tesco, like an underground Tesco. Uh -huh. I remember we had to go a, a kind of a bit of a distance to find it. Um, yeah, it wasn't super, it wasn't super handy because we were in Old Town. Yeah. And we kind of had to leave Old Town to get to it. Right. Everything but the grocery store was right where we needed to be. But uh, yeah. the grocery store, we had to take a little bit of a hike to. Uh, our next morning, we went on a morning run. It was kind of a longer run. It was over seven miles. I think it was like seven and a quarter or something like that. But we got to see a ton of stuff. We got to see the powder tower. Um, we went through the Waldstein garden and um, saw the, the gardens there, which were beautiful. They have a massive pond with fish in it and they have a bunch of peacocks and they actually had an albino peacock. That was crazy. Yeah, it was cool to see. And I he, didn't even know they existed. I didn't either. That was the f my first time to see that. And he was 
had his feathers all out doing his dance or whatever for us or that morning, which was, was really cool. I think we'll, we've got some footage of that. I'm sure it'll be in the video once, uh, once we get it all done up so you can go check that out. And then my favorite part of the run, we ran across the Charles bridge, which is if you've seen pictures of Prague, you've probably seen pictures of the Charles bridge, this old bridge that goes across this massive river with all these statues every few feet and, just an amazing an amazing place yeah it like sorry i have to interject real quick um some interesting things um first of all on that bridge um it i learned some things on the tour that i went on at one point and um there's a crucifix on the bridge um and that is where they actually used to have a lot of different executions which is like whoa kind of like um if you know that when you're walking by it gives it a different feeling for sure and then um also the charles bridge is where a lot of um, movies have been filmed in prague Mm -hmm. and so if you've ever seen mission impossible which you probably have tom cruise runs very quickly across the charles maybe maybe he does (laughs) um and then uh euro trip also are are two uh notable movies where people um filmed there and then going back to the astronomical clock um i just had to fit in here there's a lot of these astronomical clocks that we talk about um they actually have little scenes that play out Mm -hmm. and so people stand and watch it's a thing like you go at the time this goes off and you watch this little scene play out and in prague the scene was um there was a skeleton that comes out i believe um and it's death it represents death and they ring the bell and um it's basically saying like you know your time will come you know everyone's time is going to come you know life is short yeah. <laughs> life is short we always say um and then there are sinners that are there and they keep you know they're drinking their beer and doing all these different things and they're shaking their heads like no 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 not yet give us one more hour <laughs> and then the clock keeps going and an hour later it does it all again so anyway i just think i just think that stuff is really interesting and you if you haven't seen that kind of stuff you don't really know that that's like it's a thing you go you watch it and um and it was a huge deal when it was first created yeah for sure and it it is cool that to have something that has told the same story over and over again for hundreds of years right to all the people that walk that 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 is cool um after our run we kind of walked around the city some more uh we went to a park and saw the giant metronome which is way up on a hill um that was kind of cool to see yeah. when there's a bunch of people just hanging out around it uh-huh. because you have a beautiful view of the city from where it is you have to go up a ton of stairs yeah it's way up there um but once you get up there um it's really cool a great park Mm-hmm. up there so it's something worth checking out and and uh, it really like um contributes to Prague's um uh history in music mm-hmm. which is like such a big deal there and um to have this huge metronome just kind of like is there it's just such a signature for like hey we're this huge um musical place to, to come so opera is a really big deal there and stuff yeah that uh that's cool and and another free thing that you can do exactly and which we were always looking for like what what we could do and see without having to spend money um so that was that was cool we went up to the saint vitus cathedral which was a beautiful cathedral um sort of a gothic style a lot like strasbourg 
yeah. was where we went there. Um, beautiful stained glass. And we went in the afternoon and it was a perfect time to go because inside the cathedral was just lit up with all these different colors from the stained glass windows coming so in. So cool. I've never seen that. I can't believe that in other cathedrals, I haven't seen that more. Yeah. But here it's like the way it was placed is like that afternoon sun hits it hard through mm. um, some of the stained glass windows. And it, you're right. It like lit up. You even got footage of how it lit up the columns and everything inside became colorful. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I had never seen anything like that either. And I'm like you, I'm like, I don't know why every place wouldn't do this because it, it just looks amazing. Um, but that was, that was a lot of fun. And then we, like, we kind of hung out a little bit of our day where we went on this huge run, big, long walk. And then in the evening we got set up to take a tour. Yep. (laughs) And I was so excited about this tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, we paid for it. I think we paid like $35 a piece or something like that. Which we didn't usually do because you can get great free tours. Right. And we might never do again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And, but this was supposed to be a night tour of the castle and it was like alchemy and Prague castle night tour. And so it was going to start in the evening and then get dark and take us to the castle and I was super excited about it. Yeah. Which is why we bought the tickets and paid for it. That's because I was so excited to see another castle and see one at night. Yeah. And al- alchemy, will you like elaborate on that for people? Because I don't know that word very well. So there might be other people out there that don't know. Yeah. So alchemy is basically trying to use science to produce gold. So it would, and uh, it was a big thing in medieval times of like, Gold is this precious metal that you want to get. And are there ways for us to chemically make gold? And so. It didn't seem like that tour had anything to do with that. That's because it didn't. (laughs) They, at one point they mentioned the alchemists that worked in the castle. And I think a couple of them got executed because they got a fight with the king. But that was like, like a five minute section of this tour that was. It was longer than the Gilligan Island three-hour tour. This was a three-and-a-half-hour tour. <laughs> wow. And That's hilarious. It It was only supposed to be like two. Right. Also. It was supposed to be two hours. And you were sick. I was sick. I was super tired. We'd gone on that big, long run and walked around the city and walked up and down that hill a couple times, yeah. like the massive hill to, to the cathedral and the metronome and all that. And this tour was horrible and i knew i knew when the guy showed up to lead the tour he was i mean he was a nice guy but not every job is for everyone yeah and this is definitely not a job for him Mm, and he shows up bless his heart (laughs) that's all i have to say bless his heart and he shows up and he's got on a cape and a hat, which I don't mind tour guides being in costume. Like, I think that can be kind of fun, if you, especially on a night tour. But he was in like a third of a costume. Yeah. So he's got on like jeans and like a jacket and like regular shoes and then this cape and like funny hat. Yeah. And I, so at the very beginning, I was like, 
either be in costume or don't. I don't really care, but don't have to be in costume. Like, that's just ridiculous. Oh, he was pretty awkward. And and the thing is, too, like, we could look over and see this other tour guide who was meeting with her people, and she was awesome. And you could just tell, like, <laughs> yeah. man, that's going to be a good tour. And you could tell just standing there before we got started, we were, like, the ones engaging him in conversation. And we were, like, yeah. trying to, like, help him feel comfortable. And he mm-hmm. was so uncomfortable. And it was just, like, this is painful. And we haven't even walked away yet. Right. We're not even started yet. And the first words out of his mouth, once we did start, once he, like, he gathered everybody together, asked us where we were all from. And it was kind of a cool mix of people. Like, I was excited for the group that we were with. Everybody seemed to be excited to be there and have a lot of energy. And I was yeah. like, oh, this could be fun. And we made a lot of friends. We met someone from Ireland. We met some people from Austin. Mm-hmm. Like everyone was really friendly. Like we all were like pretty social. Um, yeah. 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 Everybody was ready to have a good time. We all kind of introduced ourselves. And then the first thing he said is, well, we won't actually be going inside the castle today, <laughs> which right then and there, I was like, this is ridiculous. Like I chose this tour because castles in the name of the tour. Yeah. And another reason that I was okay with paying $35 was because I knew the entrance to the castle was like 20 bucks. Oh, and so I, I was like, Oh, well this is just a little bit more and we get a tour and we get this other stuff. Like, so it'd be a good value. But then you find out, no, you're not, you don't get to go in the castle. We're just going to walk by the castle. And I I almost right then and there was like, let's just go. Yeah. And I wish we would have, but we'd paid for it. And both of us, I think, have a very hard time walking away from things that we've actually paid for. Yeah. And I mean, I think you were really hopeful that it was going to be good. That at least maybe the information would be fascinating or something. Because right. like you were you were pretty excited. I was pretty excited. Um, well, yeah. and it's it's a place that we didn't know anything about. I feel like we've traveled through England and and France and and even like, you know, we're going to go into Spain and I know some history about that. I don't know in depth. I'm not a historian and I don't know everything there is to know, but I know some and I know basic like timelines a little bit. But as far as the Czech Republic, I don't, I didn't know any history. Yeah. So I was really excited to like learn a bunch of history. Another reason why we were okay with paying. Right. Because we were like, we really want to learn things. Like we want to make this count while we're here. Yeah. Yeah. And he took us around and he would, he would insisted on waiting until all the group was gathered around and completely silent before he would start his little spiel. And he had these memorized speeches And every time that he would come to like a joke, like a little pre-written joke in his speech, he would stop and laugh to himself. He did. Oh, that was funny. And his delivery was just, it was just really bad. It was, you guys, we like, we love Prague. Yes. did not love the store. No. And I had very harsh notes about that, actually, after we left Prague. I was like definitely not worth it i even named the company which is mcgee tours (laughs) yep because i felt so strongly that i didn't want anybody else to fall victim to their tours and i i'm sure that their other tour guides are good because i could tell that other girl i could tell she was going to be good 
but it doesn't matter because they hired him and he'd been doing it for one month at that point. And we were like, this is ridiculous. That's the thing. I mean, we paid for it and if he's not ready to give tours yet, then don't have him given tours yet. Like if, if you need to work with him some to get him up to speed, like I completely understand that. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. Right. But this was not at all what we paid for. Yeah. And yeah. we didn't get to go in the castle. The tour guide was pretty terrible. A two hour tour turned to a three and a half hour tour. By the end of it, everyone was literally on their phones, standing around. Like, I think a couple of the girls asked him at several points, like, can we go to the next stop? Can we move to the next stop? Can we, can we go to the next stop? Yeah. Just because it, it wasn't progressing. Yeah. And he wasn't even okay with you taking photos while he talked. Right. So then you're, he's watching you take photos, which of course you're going to do, but he won't, he won't talk. Like he needs you to look him in the eye while he's giving (laughs) his tour. And I was just like, wow, this is like, it was so bad. And I felt like a mother to him almost and was like trying so hard to be like encouraging and laugh at the jokes. And like, I was really trying to help him out (laughs) and it didn't matter. Yeah. I I was trying to help him out for the first like 45 minutes to an hour. I'd ask a question or something or like help clarify a point that I thought he was trying to make. And by, by the second hour I was, I was just barely alive and just existing at that point and just ready for it to be done. Yeah. But there were some good things that came out of it. There was a great view of the city at sunset from That's the true. castle. Yeah. Um, we got to see the castle stairs, which are actually really kind of cool. It's this great view and you walk down these great stairs mm-hmm. and this great view and you we got to see the cathedral at night, which we wouldn't have done. And it was all lit up, which was which was cool. We got to see the Golden Lane Street, which is like the street of like these tiny little short houses, very, very yeah. old, um, which was something that I don't think you and I would have sought out um, necessarily. No, we wouldn't have found that without yeah. this. Yeah, that that's true. And and seeing the cathedral at night, because we'd gone during the day, I don't think we'd have walked back up there at night if it wasn't for the tour. And it was it was really cool to yeah. see. After it was over, <laughs> we ran away as quickly as possible and we went to a locale for dinner mm-hmm. which if you're in Prague go there great food they had um i think we had goulash right yeah and dumplings yeah goulash and dumplings excellent excellent food the beer was good and they served the beer in like the glass mugs like germans have like the steins that are really tall and these are the glass mugs that are more like a barrel is what Real is popular yeah. in, in the Czech republic and or at least in Prague so we had a couple beers and totally redeemed the night. And it was highly recommended by our Airbnb host, mm-hmm. by the tour guide, by other people. We'd heard it so much. We were like, okay, we got to go to this place. Yeah. And the thing that stuck out to me, the food was good, but the thing that stuck out to me was the atmosphere. It was yeah. so alive and so many truly locals. Like, And honestly, like half the time I was like, I don't even know if we're going to be able to order because I don't know that people speak English here is it was um, it was really fun. It felt like we were we were in Prague. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was a great atmosphere. I really want to tell you about this great new thing I found. Every time I bring in on a trip, I'm so glad I did. It saves money, makes life easier, and I'm better looking because of it. The only catch is. 
haven't found it yet. So if your product can make our lives better, let's talk. Because we want to know and we want to share. And then that next day, the thing that sticks out to, sticks out to me is um, we went to Katnahora um, to the Celtic ossuary there. It's basically, if you hear of ossuaries, it's a bone church. It's right. a church where they use bones to decorate, which sounds really gory. Um, and it is. It was a little different than I expected, but it is, you know, it's real bones. Yeah. Um, Nahora is a one hour train ride from Prague. So it wasn't really a big deal. Um, yeah. It was covered by our URL pass. Didn't cost us more money. It was a little daunting because we hadn't traveled in Czech Republic very much and we hadn't traveled well. <laughs> <laughs> right. We <laughs> so had, we're like, oh no. We were burned. <laughs> yeah. But it was really interesting to see another small town um, or to see a small town. We had not yet seen a small Czechia town and it felt very rural whenever they like dropped us off in the middle of nowhere you're like oh my gosh and then you look around (laughs) and like you start walking and you kind of get to some houses and these houses have like goats and chickens and sheep and all kinds of stuff in the same in their backyard like here's my patio and here are all of my farm animals and um i just thought that was like i was like oh my gosh i can't believe this um so it's kind of fun to see another little town um but then like the bone church itself yeah was so sobering it was like sixty thousand human bodies and i remember actually standing there and counting kind of like 5, 10, 15, 20, counting. And I estimated that there was a thousand schools that I saw that were used for actual decoration. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't counting the massive pyramids of schools and bones that were all piled up as well. It was crazy. It really was. Like, it was so bizarre to see. And, you know, you kind of, like, you see pictures of it and and you think about it. And so you know, like, there's just going to be a lot of skeletons everywhere. But when you get down in it and you realize, like, I am completely surrounded by 60,000 skeletons. Yeah. It's unreal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just very sobering, too. Um, You had a good comment about it because you kind of talked about, like, it's crazy. You, like, you're in the cemetery out here outside the church, but then you go inside and it's like a mass grave. And those are two totally different ways of um, a dead person being honored. Right. It It's such a foreign concept, I think, to, to us as Americans. Because, well, like you said, there's a traditional cemetery around all surrounding this. And so you see like, oh, you know, Joe Johnson is buried right here. And he lived these dates to these dates. And there might be some little comment about him or whatever. And. And so it, it feels very reverential and, but then you go inside the ossuary and you see, you see all these skeletal remains used to decorate. And so it's a chandelier made completely out of bones and mostly skulls. And you recognize that like that skull is not with the rest of the body. Like those bones aren't, aren't with the rest. And you see you know, I remember on the corner of a wall, it was all skulls lining the corner of this wall. And I looked at the floor at the bottom of it and there's just teeth, like just teeth on the ground. Yeah. And then you see a coat of arms made out of bones and 
you just wonder like how many different people are there and separate, but in, in pieces Mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel reverential. Like it, it definitely is that place is like, it's very respectful, but I think I'm just so far removed from that tradition and Mm, yeah. And from being able to understand that, that you definitely have this feeling of like, I don't want this to be done with my remains. Right. And I'm not a big, like, I'm not a big, Hey, I want to be buried on a such and such. Like I'm kind of like, I, I could be cremated or buried or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't really care, but I don't want my skeleton to be used as decoration. Yeah. Yeah. Especially like torn apart and used as decoration. Like that's, it's a, it's a whole different thing. Yeah. And I think you may have said this and I didn't catch it, but a lot of the schools we saw had their bottom jaw broken off. Right. Which is like, my gosh, like I'm guessing that didn't happen to all these schools before they died or, you know, like it's, uh, I don't know. It's, but, but then when you stop and think about how, like a lot of these were already found in like, um, I, I believe our understanding was that like a lot of these and perhaps some of the other ossuaries that you might see in Europe, there've been huge plagues that have come through over the different centuries. And, a lot of instances in which there were mass graves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so then what do you do when you find this mass grave? Um, I guess my instinct would be leave it alone. But um, but this, I think, is just another way that they honor God, I guess. Um, we should really look into that because it is it is mind-boggling. Yeah, it's just such a different way of, of honoring the dead that I think we're just not used to and not accustomed to. And and not having been brought up in it, I think it's very hard to understand. Yeah. Um, but it's something definitely worth seeing. Yeah. And very, very eye opening and really just makes you think. Yeah. Which travel um should do. I think good travel makes you think and, and makes you realize there's a lot that I don't understand. Oh yeah. And that that is different from from my reality. Yes. I love that. Wise words from Jamin. Um, (laughs) You guys should actually Google this because the only way to see it really is to like go Google it or go yourself and see it because they would not allow us to film or take pictures. So um, the video in the video, you can hear kind of our gut reaction um, as we're standing in the cemetery, Mm -hmm. but we didn't actually get to film. it. I think I actually did maybe film a little bit of like the brochure, which shows you a lot of pictures um, and you can kind of get an idea. Yeah. Um, But it's kind of crazy. It's a real thing. And I'd seen other YouTube videos about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something worth checking out for sure. Yeah. At that point, like you were, you were really weren't feeling well and that yeah. the tour the night before had really taken out of you. And so by the time like we got back, it was only like midday. Honestly, guys, that first tour was so bad that I was like, I'm signing up for another tour because <laughs> I want to learn about Prague. Yeah. And I, and it was just, it was just pretty bad. And so um, I signed us up for another tour. You weren't able to come because um, you're just not feeling well. Um, and then 
I ended up going and it was incredible. And it was a free tour, guys. <laughs> and again, just to clarify, free tours are you are free to tip however much you want and decide for yourself what this is worth. Yeah. So really, like we just like a tip. You decide how much you think this is worth. And this guy was incredible. Um, he was definitely an expert. He'd been doing it for like eight years. He was a history major. He was also an opera singer, which is kind of fun and definitely a prog thing, <laughs> which I thought was so fun. Um, but I learned so much. He actually taught us um, a lot of Slovak langu- language. Um, and uh, he some a lot of the terms that they use there. Uh, Dobry den means good day. Provo prosim, um, which is beer, please, which is very important one to to <laughs> yep, them there. Um, <laughs> geeky means thanks. No means yes. Ne means no. <laughs> <laughs> um, ahoy means hi. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, when they say cheers, they look into each other's eyes. They say Nazdabri. I'm, I'm, I might be pitching that Nazdabri. They look at every single person and they repeat that over and over again. Um, and with liquor, they say it all together at once. So if they're all going to take a shot together, um, they all kind of say it at once. But if you're just cheersing with beer, you would look at each person and you would say Nazdabri, which I like. That was so fun. So if it so it depends on the the drink you have. So with beer, you do it individually, like with you and the next person the next person next person but if it's alcohol it's all at once Mm -hmm. yep yeah it's a little different um and then they also have a different kind of beer that's kind of foam only which i was like i think i would really like that and that's a lot of times people order that as their last drink they're like no 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 more and everyone's like yes one more and they're like okay i'll do a maliko and um i I might not be saying that exactly accurate but it's maliko um and then that's a drink that they you have to I don't know if you have to drink it within five minutes or you do drink it within five minutes or whatever. But um, I thought that was really interesting. It was so like it's a, just the foam. It's the foam. So it's like when, when somebody's really bad at pouring a beer. <laughs> yeah, like me. <laughs> I just thought that was like kind of fun and different. I haven't heard that anywhere else. They also told us about how the lampposts that you see everywhere, they um, can save your life um, because they have numbers on them and they are all individually numbered so that if you need to call 911, which 911 in Prague is actually 112, <laughs> that's their 911, um, but you could call and then um, you would tell them which lamppost you're at, uh. which I think was pretty cool yeah let's see there were places where we saw we you could still see the markings on different buildings of warriors who had sharpened their swords on the stones before a battle which was kind of cool opera like i said is really big there um don giovanna don giovanni premiered there and then um amadeus the movie was filmed here um in the Prague area um which i grew up loving music so i have definitely seen amadeus multiple times um and now i want to go back and watch it again because of Prague having been there um and then there's a theater there and it is the only theater where mozart performed that is actually still standing wow so all the theaters that mozart performed in none of them are still standing except for this one gotcha. and in this one he received a standing ovation for 30 minutes how for crazy 30 is minutes. That? for 30 minutes people are imagine can you imagine clapping for 30 minutes? No, actually. <laughs> like, you'd have to really, really love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. These are just other interesting things that I learned. The Czech revival um, made Czech the Czech language even more important than German. Um, and I don't know if that's, I'm assuming that's just there, but it was a really big deal. Also, you know, we'll get into this a little bit more in a little bit, but it, it was under communist rule for a long time. The city was, the the country. And um, they didn't even get to see, watch things like Mickey Mouse. Like it wasn't allowed. Hmm. So they had different cartoons that were Russian cartoons. And um, our tour guide told us about the little mole. <laughs> and that's the one that he grew up on. And he would kind of point it out at different toy stores and stuff like that because it's still... No, oh, well known. Yeah. yeah, it's the classic for them. Learned all kinds of things. Um, there's, uh, you guys should look up Golem of Prague. Um, Golem is like a um, myth, a legend. I guess you mm-hmm. could say. Um, I think we heard a little bit about it on our tour too. Yes. Um, and it kind of inspired Frankenstein. And um, it's been referenced in things like The Simpsons and stuff like that. But if you look up Golem, you will um, hear their wild stories about him, which were kind of hard for me to follow, but they involved him being in an attic. I do remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in yeah. the Jewish quarter, I think. Right. And yeah. he's still like, he's still missing, right? Oh yes. He's still missing. Like he's still in an attic and there's a church that no one has been in the attic in a long, long time. They think that, that maybe that's, that's where, where he is. is. Yeah. So we went past that church. The Jewish quarter is actually a really big deal there too. We did not get to go in there, but um, one ticket costs about 20 euros, but you get to visit various places within the quarter and it's good for five days. Um, they have a cemetery there that's massive. There's like... Um, there's like 20 there's 12,000 gravestones but like a hundred thousand bodies in it wow which is kind of crazy and in some places there's 12 layers of graves which is really crazy and I was like going over my notes from this tour that he gave us and it made me dig even more where I have a better understanding now um kind of preparing for this podcast but I'm just gonna real quickly recap some of their history because if you don't know it it's fascinating um and i'm just going to go back to the i'm just going to do the 1900s we all know about uh world war ii the nazi troops they invaded czechia um and that was back in november of 1939 czechia students are they have some balls i will just say (laughs) because the university of prague students they protested the nazi invasion and they went into the streets of prague and they're protesting the nazis respond by firing randomly into the crowd which is not surprising but heartbreaking yeah um it actually killed one male student um from gunshot wounds and thousands of people showed up for his funeral and then things got really patriotic and their protesting arose again and then from that because of that nazis later raided the dormitories and the homes of students in the middle of the night and nine students that they believed to be ringleaders were executed Um, Around 1,200 of them were, of 1,200 students, university students, were sent to concentration camps. Can you imagine in America if you protested something and later on you were sent to a concentration camp or your friends were, you or your friends were executed on the spot? That's crazy. That's insane. Like that is really, really intense. Um, And because of all that, it led to um, 
International Students Day, which I believe is November 17th um, and is that is celebrated across the world. Um, mm. And it's because of those Prague students, um, which I find to be amazing. Um, and then that was just the beginning. OK, so that was World War Two. Um, and after that, they were under Soviet rule. Um, so they were under communist rule, um, a part of Russia. Um, and in January 1969, so these students, it's the students, man, they just like start protesting and it's really inspirational. January 1969, a group of Charles University students made a suicide pact that they were going to fight communism. And one guy, this is really tragic. One guy, um, as part of this pact, he covered himself in gasoline and he lit a match and he did all of this in the middle of Wenceslas Square by the train station, which is like a huge long square we've yeah. that we went to and passed several mm-hmm. times. Um, and he he did not die immediately, but he died from his burns three days later, but not before he had the chance to give interviews. And he had nothing to lose at that point; like he was dying. Right. And so he was um, just emphasizing the need to oppose the Soviet invasion wow. um and and oppose communism um so then fast forward 20 years november of 1989 came about the velvet revolution which i'm like what what I, i've never heard of that term i'm sadly i didn't know that term but um it basically they named it velvet the velvet revolution because it was rather peaceful transition out from under under communist rule and then um and it was largely led by college students again. Mm-hmm. So um, eight days after the fall of the Berlin Wall, to kind of give you guys an idea, um, there was a lot of inspiration from that. And um, and then on this same day, it's 50 years from the anniversary of when the Nazi troops had invaded and killed those Prague students. Thousands of people are celebrating in the streets. They're getting out from underneath um, communist rule. Church bells are ringing. Sirens are wailing. Factories are blowing their whistles. And people are rattling their keys. And the jingling of keys was really symbolic because it represented that they were opening locked doors. And um, our tour guide also like that really meant a lot to him. You could yeah. tell that like people jingled their keys. Like this was, this was a big deal. Hmm. And um, I want to say he was even alive and remembers that. Um, and, uh, and he also commented that symbolism of the key was that it's considered to be the bell of your house. So it's your way of ringing oh. your bell. And that all happened in the streets of um, Wincesla Square as well, which is where that guy lit himself on fire protesting communism. And then here it is, like, years later, people are standing right there in that same spot, jingling their keys, saying, like, it's over now. And um, anyway, it makes me a little emotional because it's um, it's pretty incredible. And uh, 1990, they had their first open and free elections. And then um, in 92, they had the Velvet Divorce, which is when Czechoslovakia actually became Czechia and Slovakia. And that's a lot of information. I was trying to rattle it off as fast as I could. <laughs> but it is fascinating. It's such a fascinating history. It's so interesting, too, that that something that that this guy started it's like 20 years later when it really comes about i think we're so we're so much about instant gratification mm, yeah. that i think it's easy to think like well i started this protest or or this guy gave his life in this protest and then nothing happened like immediately 
Uh-huh. And to think that like, well, it didn't count yeah. or it didn't do anything or it Good failed, point. Yeah, but it didn't, it, it just took a while and it, it took 20 years to see it come about. Yeah. It's so cool that it, that it wasn't lost, mm-hmm. that it wasn't this thing that, that just got pushed down. And, you know, I think so many times if something doesn't happen right away, it's easy, at least for me, but I think for a lot of people to get discouraged yeah. And think like, well, I'm not making a difference. Yeah. Or nothing's changing, so my voice really didn't matter. Yeah. But sometimes things take a while. And if you keep at it and you keep that that spirit and that mindset that one day it will pay off. Mm-hmm. That's really it's a really cool story. I I love that part of it. Yeah. I love like how college students are so willing to defy the norms. Yeah. And they're at the, like this like really incredible, well, and it's an, it's an incredible time of your life, but it's because you're learning so much, but then it's also an incredible time of your life because you're meeting people that are taking you outside your box and making you brave. Mm-hmm. And um, what, where would Czechia be without those brave, those brave kids, you know? Yeah. And um, I don't know. I just think that's incredible i <laughs> yeah. love it after you got back from the tour you told me all about it and i like i was bummed that i didn't go on it but uh we did go out uh, for dinner we ate at an italian restaurant yeah i know we originally went to like this czech restaurant and the language barrier and the situation it's not like it they didn't have tables for us to sit at and they're like you can order and stand at this other place and eat and it was just really hard to understand what was going on and I didn't know it was, what was not happening. traditional it was yeah it was like almost like cafeteria style where like you go up to different kia or um I don't know it was different yeah it was this restaurant that was supposed to be this really cool thing and like we walked in and and was, I was just like I I can't understand what's going on here <laughs> like we're gonna have to do something else so I would like to go back there and maybe go with a guide that could like (laughs) walk us through the process but uh, we ended up finding an Italian restaurant that was really good Um, we ate there and it was a nice like sort of relaxing evening and in Prague and walking around the streets Uh, it's a beautiful very European city that was a lot of fun to just see that way Um, I know the next morning um, I slept in a little bit just to try to get a little more rest you went out and took some pictures uh, and then we got on a train to Chesky Krumlov. Yes, another uh, city in the in the Czech Republic that we'll be talking about. Yes, next week. And yes, it was a really awesome place. But before so we cool. before we head too far down the road, I think people are probably interested in what we ate while we were always in Czech right. Oh my gosh! Like the cultural food is so unique in Prague, yeah, and the Czech Republic. Um, so okay, you had mentioned we had street food. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, I think we had like a hot dog. One of us had a hot dog, some ham and spätzle. I had ham and spätzle. Yeah. Um, and it was the best spätzle that I'd had because I just tried it in Strasbourg and it wasn't awesome. Right. But then here it was super flavorful because it had been thrown in with like ham and a bunch of like spices. And oh my goodness, it was really good. I I take it it's the kind of thing because I had it in two different places and it was like really unflavored in one place. And then in the other, it was put together like 
almost like you would use rice or quinoa or something. Right. And it just absorbs that flavor. Um, so that was really good. Um, chimney cakes. Yeah. Those are pretty cakes. good. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you see people walking around with something. You're like, is that an ice cream cone? And it's, it's like an ice cream cone made. It's like a waffle cone, but it's made on a pie crust. And it's kind of like this, this yeah. funnel. Um, and they cook it over a fire. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like crispy and everything. Um, and then some of them you could get one that's dipped in chocolate. And then they put um, like a strawberry or something at the bottom to kind of fill the hole. And because it's literally a cylinder. Yeah. Um, and they put a, something at the bottom to fill it. And then they fill it up with like whatever you want. Do you want ice cream? Do you want whipped cream? Do you want strawberries? You got mm-hmm. ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I got whipped cream um, or I got strawberries and then whipped cream on top and it's really good and you really liked it (laughs) yeah it's super tasty um definitely go get you one i will say if you get one with ice cream uh, just be prepared to take a bath afterwards because it starts to melt and then like everything just it you just end up sticky you're like more sticky than a three-year-old by the time you're done eating it but it's definitely worth it like it's really good yeah and they're everywhere so they're really easy to find yeah um there's also you know they're really well known for um well maybe not really well known for it but there's a plum liquor that they sell Mm -hmm. and it's slovovis i think is the one that we got yeah um and it's like a clear liquor it's not good guys no it's real bad (laughs) (laughs) but we got it we tried it um we were just kind of curious um (laughs) it is uh strong and it's got maybe a licorice aftertaste a little bit yeah yeah it's this plum this plum liqueur and it yeah it was strong and i think we read that people shoot it like that that's how it's traditionally drank but i don't know how yeah i'm not sure yeah we went to that place locale you guys it's l-o-k-a-l definitely go there if you're in prague um it's we we got the traditional czech uh I say Czech goulash originated from Hungary, but it's very, very popular in Czech. Um, but we got the traditional beef goulash with some dumplings. Those dumplings were good. And we literally wiped our plates clean. (laughs) They were so good. Nothing left. Um, we also had some beer, which is no surprise because, um, in Prague, the beer is really cheap. Everything's really affordable. I've been reading kind of preparing for this podcast. I was reading about like, the beer and the pub crawls and stuff like that. And a good question to ask yourselves is, is the beer too cheap? Because everybody comes to drink beer and that causes a lot of chaos. And they've also noticed that over tourism is becoming a problem and it's really keeping the locals from being able to enjoy their, their way of life just in like really reasonable ways, like Mm -hmm. being able to sleep at night and stuff. The pub crawls are an especially big problem because people just create obscene amounts of noise um vandalism there are different places within Prague where you can and cannot drink um uh, on the streets so it's they're definitely cracking down on that and um a prime example of all of this was back in 19 uh, was back in 2019 during a pub crawl two guys they kind of they left their group and um really drunk uh German guys um they painted the Charles Bridge and vandalized it so like that's not 
cool. Drinking beer is a big deal in Czechia. It's the country that drinks the most beer. They have faithfully kept that title <laughs> since 1993. That's yeah. almost like 93, 2003, 2013. That's like 30 years. Yeah. My gosh. And then, um, and not only that, it's like a lot more than any other countries because Austria is the runner up on that. And Austria, they drink twice as much as Austria. Wow. Um, so that's, that's a lot. Um, and Budweiser actually is kind of a, a big deal there. There's like this war, like a 200 year dispute with the USA on like who owns Budweiser or who <laughs> like, you know, um, I, I don't remember the whole details of that, but like apparently there's like some big controversy there. Big but, controversy with yeah. Yeah. But there were also things that we didn't get to do while we were there. Uh, yeah. Like the, uh, the mirror maze in yeah. Petron Park looks really cool. Looks, and you hear mirror maze and you think like fun house at the circus. Mm-hmm. And this is completely different. Um, looks really cool. I'm, I'm disappointed we didn't get to do that, but it's on our list for next time we're there. There's also a tram that takes about an hour tour around Prague. It's a historic tram. Uh, that seems like something that would be kind of up our alley and be and be good to do. So yeah. if you're there, you might check it out. Yeah. So what were your overall thoughts on Prague? Um, it was very European, more so than I kind of expected, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. I loved it for for that reason. Uh, it does feel very foreign. Um, yeah. The language is is something that you can't like fumble your way through. I feel like in other places you can kind of get close and understand a little bit. And check for me was just way out there. The currency is another thing they like, they operate on the check crown and I feel like everywhere else with pounds, I was like, okay, it's like $1.3 euros, $1.1 Swiss francs were about even. And so I was always kind of able to really quick calculate and figure out, is this expensive or is this not? With check and the crowns, it was just like Monopoly money. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. Maybe this is expensive dinner. Maybe it's cheap. But it's just, I don't know. Yeah. Fortunately, everything there is very affordable. And so unless you're in a crazy place, like you're okay. I, I do feel like it's popular for that reason. Yeah. It's sort of like a baller on a budget kind of a place where yeah. people go to stay in four-star hotels and eat at Michelin-starred restaurants for a, a really affordable price. Uh-huh. Um, so if, if that's kind of your deal, like you want to go like pamper your treat yourself kind of <laughs> vacation, like Prague is a good spot for that. Um, yeah. And I think, I think it could be fun to go back and, and kind of do it that way. Like rather than do an Airbnb and eat it at cheaper places and drink cheaper beer, like go and spend what you would normally spend in a big city but have this like crazy over the top experience. Yeah. Could be a, a fun way to do Prague. Yeah, for sure. It was so, so cool to be there. So much history and getting to learn fresh history is so cool and such a fun experience. Stuff that you have no idea about. And I feel like it's a very approachable city for that reason. Like you can go have these experiences, this experience a really foreign place, but in a not too intimidating not too over the top fashion. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was also 
felt very far away, very much like a storybook. I keep thinking storybook. Mm, yeah. There's some places that make me think of like fairy tales and da da da, da but this makes me think of a storybook. Mm. And just the idea that like maybe there really could be a Dracula. Now I want to go to Romania. <laughs> like <laughs> I want to get further and further east is what it made. It gave me a love for that. And um and yeah, I definitely agree with you that the language is really unique, but um I wouldn't tell people do not let that keep you from coming. There's still plenty of English speaking people there. Yeah. And they will take good care of you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it, it's definitely very manageable and I'm with you. It it makes you think like, okay, like where else could I go? Yeah. That that would be like this. Yeah. For sure. Well, next up is also very storybook and very far away feeling. And in the best ways, um, we are going to Chesky Crumlove. Mm -hmm. And you guys, this place, you're going to want to see the video when it comes out because it is so cool. We um, came upon, well, Jamin came upon a castle with bears in the moat. Literally two bears in the moat. Um, (laughs) So we got to watch bears playing together. Um, We saw so many different things. It was just like, what? Like this is, our Airbnb was so legit and it was so, so beautiful. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about that one. It's a good one. (laughs) So that is up next week. You guys reach out to us. Tell us your thoughts on this. We are on all the social platforms, um, Facebook, TikTok, TikTok. we're out there on YouTube. It's a great way to interact with us. I know with podcasts, it's there's not a lot of opportunity to engage, but you can when you go watch those videos on YouTube um, and uh, and Instagram, really active on Instagram too. So yeah, leave us your comments there. Uh, Prague is so big with so much to do. I'm sure we missed a ton of things. So yeah. go watch our YouTube video and then tell us what uh, what you thought of it, what we might have missed. Yes. Because we, we want to know and if might help other people find it as well absolutely absolutely yes and that would be so generous of you and because people don't have all the time in the world to travel because life is short wander well 